beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. Should we take a selfie? No. <laughs> to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast, where I decided to record the show with the only guests available to me, my three other family members who I'm living with right now in my home During the self-isolation period of the coronavirus global pandemic that we're all suffering through, because Jeff and I are non-essential workers, of course we are home with our kiddos, we've hunkered down, we've only left the house once in three weeks, really, and so I thought it would be fun and funny to kind of get them on mic and just talk a little bit about what it's like for our family right now, and just sort of record this time. I didn't think about it until after we had already recorded that this is a perfect example for what I talked about in episode 58 last week about writing your own history. I was actually just trying to put together a distracting and fun show, But then when I had the kids on for just a few minutes and asked them a few questions, Mm -hmm. I realized that actually 
This is a really effective way to document this time. I loved hearing their little voices. It's totally different from video, and people are often a lot less self-conscious when they're just recording into a microphone, and I think I'm really going to be glad to have asked them these questions and have their answers recorded. I highly encourage you to do something like this with your family, document what it's like, you know, even if you just do it one time in the whole era that we're in, or if you make a goal to do it once a week, sort of do a check-in and really video it or record it in some way. I, I just can't say enough that this episode was a bit of a surprise for me. I start off talking to my husband, Jeff. We've been married over 12 years. We've been a couple for like 15 years. So... <laughs> We know each other very well. I asked in the 10 Things to Tell You Facebook connection group, that's a little group on Facebook where we can kind of dive a little deeper into these episodes or the thoughts around the things we talk about on the show. I ask in there for a few questions for Jeff and I to work off of. And so that's what I used for that section. And then the kids wanted to be on. And so I just had them on and just rolled with the punches for just a few minutes. And I really, really did love it. So this is just a lighthearted show, sort of modeling what I was talking about before of just documenting your life, your family's life in this era of coronavirus self-isolation. And it turned out really fun. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're hanging in there. Thanks so much for being a part of this community. We're all adjusting I'm adjusting what I'm talking about on the show. I had other plans for episodes this spring. If there's something that you would love for me to cover, if there's something you're wondering about, please do reach out. If you are participating in the One Day CV, that is the hashtag challenge that I am hosting on my own personal Instagram, lara.tremaine, to document this time on social media that we're going through. I just post one time a day, sort of saying what our day was like, where our moods are. If you're participating in that, please make sure you use the hashtag OneDayCV. And I would also love it if you would tag either me or the show at 10 Things to Tell You on Facebook and Instagram. Hang in there, everybody. And now to the conversation with my husband and then later our kiddos. Aren't you excited to be back on my show? No. Why? Why would I be? You're so good at it. (laughs) Yeah, so good at it. Also, I feel like we're very natural on mic together, don't you? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm making you be on my show today because you're the only guest. (laughs) You're the only option unless I pulled in Kona, the dog. (laughs) As if it wasn't punishment enough me stuck inside in this pandemic now because of it what are you saying you're not forced onto your show you're not glad to be quarantined with me i'm fine to be quarantined with you i actually feel like this is a real marriage test i mean not like in the deepest sense but it is sort of like you know marry someone that you're willing to be quarantined with oh god indefinitely do you feel like we're handling it? I don't think so. I think we practice this in a way every summer. So it doesn't feel that different than the being stuck at the lake. 
with nothing to do? I know. I said that to my friends because I actually think that's totally valid that we do a version of this every summer when we purposely hunker down at the lake, often for weeks at a time with just our family. Like just mindset wise, our kids weren't going completely crazy. I mean, of course, in the summer, we're able to see some friends or go to restaurants or whatever. But just the four of us being stuck at home is fine. I mean, I said that the first week. (laughs) Right. We'll see how it goes as as each week trudges on. But so so far, so good. Have we been getting on each other's nerves? Not too bad, I don't think. You actually haven't been getting on my nerves, and the kids haven't either. That's not my primary meltdown motive, which I have melted down a few times, but not because of you. Just because this is stressful and anxiety and work. I did have a few people ask, you know, how we're handling both working from home and the kids doing their school, although this week now started spring break, so they're not doing school, which it's only the first day and I already miss it because kids last week and the week before had like three to four hours worth of schoolwork every day, which made us working from home a lot easier, like in the mornings. What are you doing working from home. I'm working on a book. I put together this show. Are you allowed to say what you're doing? Yes, I think so. I mean, uh, we started filming a new Jackass movie. And unfortunately, right as we got all our momentum going and got a week's worth of shooting under our belt, we've had to push pause, which is hard to do once you get in that mindset. It's hard to switch gears, but it's hard for everybody right now. And, uh, it's hard for a lot of our employees that have had to get put on pause. Yeah, because film and TV production is primarily a freelance gig. Yeah. So when they're put on pause, they're you know they're not salaried workers. So yeah, puts everybody in a bind. Yep. Are you allowed to say you started shooting that movie? I don't know. So what are you doing when you're on pause? But you're still working. You're on conference calls every day. Well, we're starting trying to stay busy and and look, it's a never ending to get enough creative to shoot so we're just trying to take advantage of the downtime and sorting out the creative we want to do and getting you know anything that had loose ends trying to tie up the loose ends and and ultimately just stay connected and stay busy with everybody so it's just trying to make lemonade out of these lemons we've got right now i said on instagram that i felt like if you know, six months ago or two years ago, I could have predicted what I would be like in a global pandemic. This is actually not it. I do not feel like I am being what I would have predicted. There's times in my life when I would have felt like it would have, you know, put me to bed almost like I really would have melted down. But in the last couple of years, I felt like I would have felt like I could rise to the occasion. (laughs) And that is, neither of those things are true right now. Like I'm, I'm not melting down overall and I'm definitely not rising to the occasion. I've been in pajamas for a week. I had some panic over the weekend that you saw, but I don't know. Do you feel like you're, you don't seem all that different. Are you handling it how you would have expected? I I never expected it. So, uh, I mean, I know, but like you know, when you watch movies or something and you're like, oh my gosh, how would I be if the whole world had to shut down? (laughs) You just think, everybody thinks that they would be a hero maybe, or everyone thinks that they would 
I think I have the same anxiety everyone else has about, God, when is it going to be, quote unquote, back to normal? When can we at least get out? And the, the unknown of it all, I think, is what bothers me and probably everybody the most is kind of not knowing how long, like not having an end date in sight that creates anxiety in me. But overall, like we're not in a terribly uncomfortable situation. I've got plenty to do. You've got plenty to do. And we're in a nice house. We like our kids. We like our kids. Uh, Do you feel a pressure to like, I don't know if this is mostly among women online or what, but do you feel a pressure to like make the most of this time? I could see where that like, look, we know we're, we're hunkered down for a minute. This is a cool time to just live slower and maybe learn something new. But I don't, I'm not going to take that pressure on. I don't feel that pressure's too much. I feel like I should be doing more productive things most of the time than I've been. I've been pretty overall lazy and just sort of unmotivated. I'm, I want to try to get out of that mode. It's kind of tricky. It's it's a tricky time because of all the craze going on. It's hard to be creative, right? It's hard. Your your creative freedom isn't really in a great mental state, like you're, you, because we're so like what is going on and the unease of it makes it difficult to hunker down and start a painting and make something cool. Uh, there's this burden on the create the creativity in my mind. I know. All, all I the unease of it. I purposefully in the last six months have, have quote unquote hunkered down and like gone away and not left the hotel room or whatever to try and write my book. Like I've tried to create this scenario in order to work. And then now when you have this scenario handed to you on a platter, like I'm not allowed to leave the house. Mm -hmm. I have nothing else on the schedule, but just mentally it's really hard to get past what's happening in the world. Like you're just constantly thinking about it. Right. I know I wrote in my journal, I think this was Friday maybe or something a few days ago. I just kept writing in my journal over and over, this time is a gift, this time is a gift, this time is a gift. Yeah. It was a little Jack Nicholson from, what's that movie? The Shining. <laughs> from The Shining. All work and no play makes Jack yeah. a tall boy. Only I was writing, this time is a gift, this time is a gift, this time is a gift. And it should be. I mean, there's a way to, like, I just, yeah, I, gotta, I, I think it's a matter of just, I don't know, getting motivated and tuning out and just get up and do something. Once you start, I think it's, you get going. It's yeah. a matter of getting started during all this. I think it's the hardest part. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. 
With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com, and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben-free. It is also pH-balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, dot com and use code you y-o-u Kara asks what are your favorite date nights and then a follow-up like what could are you recreating that in quarantine our friends patty and brian did like a bedroom date night where they recreated it in their bedroom and kept the door closed and the kids aren't allowed to come in. right it would be, we, you know, we haven't really tried a date night, but, uh, you know, like, it would be fun to get takeout from a, one of my, our favorite, my favorite date night is to, get, you know, go out and try a new restaurant or go to a restaurant we like and, you know, just have, just you and I getting away from it all. It might be nice to try that at home with a, you know, finding a restaurant we like or one we want to try and getting takeout. And- I love date nights in regular life. Like, I also love going to new restaurants. That's one of our things. I like going to Lakers games as a date night. You and I do that fairly often. And we're going to some kind of activity. I really do like date nights. I am not feeling like a huge desire for it to just be you and me. When my friend group was texting about this, like, how are you connecting in your marriage during this time? And we're having a bedroom date night and whatever. I jokingly wrote back, like, I don't. I actually don't need more time with Jeff right now. <laughs> we've been doing some fun family stuff. Because we've but, done so much. I don't yeah. mean it rudely. Like, we've done so much family stuff. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. we fall asleep next to each other and wake up next to each other. And I don't, like, I'm not feeling like, oh, I'm dying to reconnect. I feel about as connected as we could be. I will say there's been a few times during this quarantine where we've just had some good conversations like about Tiger King, we sort of analyzed that together. Or like this morning, even we were up before the kids were. And so we just sat there with our coffee and we sort of whatever, we just share memes or we talk about the news or I love those times. And I those happen in real life, too, but less 
frequently because schedules. And I think that those are just as effective for me in feeling like we're on the same page or in feeling like we're there for one another than like setting up a whole sort of contrived thing. I don't mean contrived in a bad way because I feel like some people really do need that or want that. But for us, just 20 minutes of conversation does it for me. Right. Do you connect through conversation? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Do you really? Yeah. I was making a joke because really I'm the talker. Right. But I connect by just listening to you ramble on. (laughs) (laughs) That makes you feel connected. Yeah. (laughs) Here's a good one. I'm interested to hear what you say about this. Lily asks, how do you balance accepting your partner as they are with encouraging them to grow? I should mention in this question that when we got married, you were 41 years old, which isn't to say, and I was 28, There, which isn't to say that a person can't change. It just is like, I feel like when we got married, maybe we had a different mindset than some of my friends who got married when they were both 24 and they were like looking at the growth of their life. You know what I mean? When we got married... You were real staunchly who you are. (laughs) And we have grown and we have changed. I feel like you and I have naturally grown and changed in some ways. When we got married, we were further apart in our various belief systems. And I feel like we're we're more on the same page with, well, we definitely vote the same way now. And that was not true when we got married. And that wasn't one coming over to the other side, because I think we were on sort of more extreme ends of our differences and we move towards the middle. Yeah. I think the interesting thing about us is that you've never pushed me into your belief system and I've never pushed you into mine. Uh, It's, but I've always encouraged you to find your voice and, in whatever creative endeavor you're in, I'm fully behind. I, I love the fact that you're able to be creative and be, and be busy, you know, like, uh, and I encourage that. You encourage it in me. I think it's, it's what we do. And I think it's it's helping us in surviving this moment that we're, we have our own things going on um, on all levels. It's not just our jobs. It's it's like what we want to do. And it, it's I think we're both pretty motivated, self-starter type people that like to be busy and like to do our thing, you know. So I've But I've always encouraged you to, to find whatever it is you want to do and just go at it. Yeah, but you know what? You don't, maybe because neither of us require this so much, but we're not super like, rah, rah, go you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're, I didn't know I was going to say this. I didn't know I thought this until just now. I do feel like we started out good at accepting who the other one was, or we wouldn't have gotten married. Right. The way that we encourage one another is a little more passive, but I think has over the years been really effective. Like to me, you living out your career every day where you work so hard, but it's also creative, but you also have created your whole thing from scratch. I mean, you created the work you do, but also your production company, like the business side of it. Like you have made this life that you want to do exactly what you want to be doing. And that has always been an encouragement to me of like, oh, you 
a person can live outside the box. A person can create the life they want, the job they want. Like if you wanted to do a show on animals, you created a show on animals. Like well, that I has... missed a big opportunity with these tiger people. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but I mean, like that's been an encouragement because I you live outside the box career-wise and it's always let me just pursue whatever random thing I'm pursuing. I think I've encouraged you... Not encouraged, that's the wrong word, even though that's the word that was in the question. I think I have influenced you in a completely different area of life, which is maybe you've had to listen to me ramble on, as you say, as my belief systems have changed around like meditation and energy and like intuition and all the things that I'm like, the kind of energy I want in our home, the kind of people like I want to be around, the the tone I want to set for our family and our kids and like all of that stuff that I harp on. That's really, really important to me. I would say that you had a different mindset about that when we got married (laughs) (laughs) and that now you seem to be more on board with the space I have created in our life. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, look, I do Pilates now because you made me. Right. Pilates is a perfect example. You do. You go to Pilates. Yeah, I, I I never would have done Pilates, and I, I I get a lot out of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to truly answer that question. I've always accepted who you are, and will encourage you to to be as creative and free a person as you can. Like I don't know, but I'm not a big rah rah. No, that's not how I operate. I don't do that in any aspect of my life. But I guess if you needed it more, I'd I'd do it more. But you don't seem to need it. You're you're self driven. Well, I do think this might be going deeper than we need to, but I'm sort of in this mode of thinking about things in my life and in my past because I'm writing this book. And I do think that I wouldn't have identified this at the time. I can certainly identify it now that one of the reasons I wanted to marry you or I wanted to partner with you for the rest of my life was because as a partner, you always offered me freedom. Whereas some people are attracted to partners that offer them like safety. Things will always be the same. Things will be, you know, they if they need right. that, like people need different things. And I think for my life, when I married you and now, what I needed in a partner was a lot of freedom. <laughs> well, safety is not one of my... Strong points. So I'm glad <laughs> no. that's not what you're seeking. Maybe I did not marry you for safety. I never married you for freedom. And you can't always know that, though. You might think you need safety when you're 25, right. and then you hit 40, and you're like, you know what I really need? Some freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Right. This is like taking a little bit of a sharp turn, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. Jessica wanted to know, how did you both deal with the aftermath of the break-in? So I did a whole episode about the break-in where I just shared what happened and (coughs) how I felt and how I felt a year later. I did it on the year anniversary. And I think I shared a little bit about your reaction, but I I don't want to speak for you. I don't know. I think I... Reacted like a typical dude in the, during the break-in, like just let's make the place more secure and more safe, <laughs> and which we did. Try to make it so it 
doesn't happen again. There's only so much you can do. We live in a city, you know. Did you, what was your fear level in general, like for me or as after? It started off high and went way down quickly, I think. I don't know. I just, I, I think I've always viewed it as an aberrant thing. We'd lived here for eight years and never had anything. And then in our other house, I guess. Your car got broken into once um, in front of my old house, but never did I have a break in there. I did have a break in in an apartment a long time ago. What you're saying, it's just like a side effect of living in Los Angeles? (laughs) I don't know if it's a side. I don't know. It just didn't freak me out that bad. You are revising history because the day of. The day, like I said, the day of, it was shocking. And it's still shocking that you were home when this happened. Um, It was eye opening that. People are that bold to just bust in during the day. And then, you know, when I think about it more, you know, I always thought of break-ins would happen like, you know, late at night and, uh, or something. I don't know what I thought, but of course they happen when, you know, they assume people aren't home or I think this guy assumed no one was home. I have no idea. I guess I got back to normal. Quicker than I did. Quicker than you did. (laughs) Yeah. Which is to be expected. Yeah. Both personality wise and. Yeah, but it it was definitely shocking at first. I don't don't mean to diminish it. It was a very traumatizing event. Yeah, it was a big deal. I mean, to me, it will always be a big deal. In some ways, afterward, I could revise it, too, to be like, well, this wasn't like... Because nothing actually happened. I mean, I wasn't harmed, but, but that's not really true. Like, something did happen. Yeah. And it was scary. Yeah, I don't mean to make too light of it, because I don't... It's not a light issue but i still miss some of my stuff we've never replaced my wedding ring we'll do it we'll do it i'll tell you what doesn't matter right now right jewelry <laughs> Is that, it, it actually but in a way i'm sure like to me it was also like you 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 realize quickly what's important and most stuff is pretty replaceable I agree with you on principle and philosophically. Of course, I agree with you. But I, you have said that from the beginning. And I have also said from the beginning, your stuff wasn't taken. I understand. I, I, I can't. I'm the one who lost right. all of the things that mattered to me materially. I mean, yeah. I know that they're material things and that they're not as important as non-material things. And also, I'm the only person yeah. who suddenly had things that I cared a lot about gone right so it's not really fair to say on that i feel like it's a little unfair for you to harp on that point (laughs) and and i needed some distance from it too like obviously i can live just fine without those things absolutely you miss everything more in the immediate than you do later but i mean still to this day i'll be like oh i want to carry this handbag or something and be like oh I don't have that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. or whatever. Hold on, I think I do hear little feet. Hello? Do you want to come say something on the show? Yeah. In a second, you'll trade places with Daddy, but right now he's finishing his answer. Go sit. Okay, well then, I feel like because the whole nation is talking about it, we have to talk about Tiger King not only because the whole nation is talking about it, because but primarily because Winniewood is so close to my hometown. Yeah, and you would never let us stop there. I, every time we would pass the sign, I'd want to go there, and you would just shut it down like a fool. 
And now it's too late. <laughs> Joe's not there anymore. And we could have met Joe. I have worked with uh, people like, like I've worked in the people who train animals and live in that world. And a lot of time they are, there's a lot of personalities like what are in that show. <laughs> in fact, we shot Fantasy Factory with Dr. Antel. Is it uh, doctor? Well, he call, he's the doctor of mystic medicine. <laughs> Doc Antel? Doc Antel. Was he just like he is portrayed? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, so you got to go there, but you didn't get to go to GW. I never got to go to GW because you would never let us. We Every time I passed that place, I was with you. Okay, but listen, I don't, I don't regret that we didn't go there, to be honest. Like, I'm kind of glad we didn't give that place money. I don't care about giving them money or not giving them money, but don't you want to see Joe Exotic and his friends in action? Come on. I don't I can see that you would Please. have wanted to. Of course I would have wanted to. <laughs> but I don't I don't have a ton of regrets there really. I <laughs> I do feel like that every piece of art or news that comes out of Oklahoma is so ridiculous and not necessarily representative of the people in Oklahoma or the, I mean, Joe Exotic is not like he, we don't, I don't know anyone like him (laughs) unless it's through you. And then that's not, and then I do know a few people like him, but that's not Oklahoma based. You know what I mean? There's some big personalities in Oklahoma. You just need to look around a little bit. Okay. We brought our kids in here briefly to say something about our family in quarantine. Do you want to come over here? Do you want to trade places with daddy or sit on daddy's lap? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how our family is doing in quarantine. Do you have any commentary on how we're getting along, how it's going, just the four of us stuck in this house for weeks and weeks on end? <laughs> it's hard not to see your friends and when you have to stay home. And then, and then it's harder to always get along. You think it's harder to get along? It gets kind of boring. It gets a little bit boring. So do you feel like you guys are fighting? Sometimes. Sometimes. And how are you making up when you fight? Like one of us usually just, come just walk back. away. They walk away and just come back. When you come back, do you... Because I don't always see this. A lot of times you guys resolve it on your own. When you... Come back after you walked away. Do you? We do the same thing, and then it's it, we don't fight. We just do the same thing we were doing. Yeah. So you don't like apologize and have a whole big thing. You just no. sort of move yeah, on. Yeah, we kind of yeah. move on and do the same thing we were doing before when we were fighting. That works for both of you. Yes. Yeah. You know, yesterday or day before, you guys were having an argument. It's okay if you don't want to talk about this, but I just thought it was sort of interesting. You were having an argument. One of you had an iPad that the other one wanted, and it was that whole thing. And when I it got loud enough that I needed to go mediate, somebody admitted that the reason that they were kind of withholding the iPad was just because they were, what, do you want to say, bud? I was a little bit jealous that she could see her friend every day on FaceTime. She's been FaceTiming more, and you were feeling a little jealous. I just thought that was so, because I did not prompt that. You said that. And I just thought that was so brave and vulnerable of you to know your feelings and be able to say it. And then, sister, how did you respond to that? 
Or like, what what did you feel when he said that that was the real reason you were kind of fighting? I didn't think that just because he was jealous, he should make me not be able to see my friends on the FaceTime. That's true. And that is fair. But did it at all make you think like sometimes we're fighting because we're stuck together for weeks. Sometimes we're fighting for reasons that aren't really what the fight is about. Mm -hmm. The fight's about an iPad, but really it's because we have big feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you guys are on spring break now. Mm -hmm. It's boring. I I miss school. Because last year we went to Tahiti. That's true. Where were we supposed to go this year? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Not quite Tahiti. Still exciting. (laughs) But we canceled Mm -hmm. it. And how, what are we going to do for these two weeks? I I want read 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 Harry Potter. Oh, you want to read Harry Potter? Me too. Uh, That's what I want to start. We're going to start tonight. What book are we on? Five. Okay. What do you? How do you feel like Dad? Daddy and I have been handling this self isolation time. Um, You've been working the whole time. (laughs) Thank you. That's okay. I've been working the whole time. What has Daddy been doing? (laughs) Uh, Conference calls. And uh, he was swimming with us, too. Yeah. He's been working some, too, but not as much as me. No. How has it been um, adjusting to online school? Um, and my favorite part is Zooms, because yeah. I get to see all my friends in the class. But it's been working out pretty well. So when you look back at this time, I know it's hard to think like this when you're a kid, but when you think back, like, quarantine 2020... What will you remember most so far? Like, what will you think about this weird time we're in? Um, boring. Staying home. Boredom. Um, <laughs> all the Zoom meetings, like, everywhere. Online like, school, I would remember a lot. I remember online school and how, and how much, like, FaceTime and Zoom is being used and stuff. What about food? Meals? Oh, yeah, a lot of scrounge. Um, I... I my favorite meal so far was ordering um, Wingstop. That was good. <laughs> it's uh, true. That was your idea. Okay, Tremaine family. We're doing it, though. Right? Yeah. High five to everybody. <laughs> no, <Hey>. elbow. Oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Not high fives, elbows. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.